Are you ready to get provoked? You're listening to Can I Live, a show created to excite, ignite, and expose. Let's tune in with your host, R.W. Jones. Host, R.W. Jones, and we have the wonderful, the one and only, Mr. Glenn Warren, to the, my left, your right, um, from Fathers Forever. Give it up for Mr. Glenn Warren. And we have, hey, and then we have the one and only Mr. Um, Chaplain Anthony James from Men of Vision Exposed. Give it up. We shout out to our little co-producer. You see, we say not little co-producer, but Monette Walker-Brown, the the show's associate producer. She does an outstanding job of keeping us intact and in order. Um, Monette is the voice of God that comes from on high. There she goes. <laughs> so today, y'all, you see, we're talking oops upside your head. Let me just put this little disclaimer. Y'all remember that song, you know, oops upside your head, say oops upside your head. What was that song about anyway? What were they talking about? Do you know, Anthony? I don't, I don't, I vaguely remember. I mean, I know the song, but I don't, I didn't really listen to what it was really about. I should have listened to the track. Upside your head. Oops, upside your head. I I think it was something like that. But yes, when you're using domestic violence um, to win cases, like we have heard more than enough stories. You heard it from Gene not too long ago. Um, He's the man of God cast from the Get Your Hand Out My Pocket, the play. You heard his scenario. You guys go back how... um, You know, he was, I guess she caught him cheating or whatever was the case. Something happened and she really faked a domestic violence charge. Now, later on, of course, that charge was thrown away, but it was only thrown away because he brought an attorney who happened to know her attorney. And together they came together and was like, well, you know, that that is fabricated. In fact, from what I understand, her attorney told his attorney that, you know, they knew it was kind of like fabricated and so it was dropped. But I don't know too many stories that end up like that, y'all. And so Glenn, you know, you he has a whole lot of stories out there kind of telling us, you know, that this is an issue. Now, you guys know we're on a mission to move a million moms off the welfare system. And you can't do that without supporting the needs of dads. But there is so much drama in the LBC. I feel like, you know, like Snoop, there's so much drama in the LBC. I mean, there is drama on these home fronts. And while we are in nowhere near shape, form, or fashion, make sure we're clear, we are not condoning, we'll never condone domestic violence. It's it's not cool. It's dangerous, life-threatening. And it certainly should not be used as a ploy to win one over because your feelings is hurt. And you feel betrayed because he cheated. Like one thing has nothing to do with the other. And shame on you guys if you're doing that. However, you're going to hear it more so from the um, horse's mouth. So Glenn, let's go. Talk to me. Talk to me about, and, and you had this, didn't you wait? First, let's back up. Anthony, didn't you have this happen to you? I told you. I said, yeah, it happened. But in what, what scenario? Without saying the mom's name. Just wanted they wait. Wanted me out the house. <laughs> Wanted me out the house, so picked the fight, and I didn't fight. Scratch. I got wait, scratched. Wait, wait, let's back up. Process. Okay, wait, back up. So they love you. They don't really want you out the house, but they're angry. Because it's not like you were mean, and you know, you weren't abusive. You weren't, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, they wanted you out the house because what? I mean, I was accused of cheating. I was accused of... You know, all kinds of stuff. And that never really happened. Had clothes ripped off me that they paid for. <laughs> you know what so I'm let saying? me ask you this. What, I don't know if it's too late to ask, but was you cheating? Nah. So these women accuse you of doing something that you never did. Yeah, and come to find out, that's one up. of them was cheating. That sucks. So well, okay, I mean, now they- Most times that's what it is. When a person's coming at a person- and saying that they're doing wrong stuff, that's what they probably be doing. So, you know, then I worked around a lot of people, a lot of women in my job and stuff. So, I mean, if they saw a woman talking to me, boom, 
they right away, oh, you in her face, you trying to da da da, whatever. So, I mean, you know, when that happened, that's just what it was. And so then it went from, because women, a lot of people look at the men that abuse the women. It's a lot of women that try to abuse men. You know what I mean? Whether they scratch you, I got scratched, I got bit. You got mushed with the fingernails? Right. Matter of fact, right in right in front of a judge. What? In court. You're right. Name calling and everything, pointing in my face and all kinds of crap. And man, I, you know, so all that happens. All that happens. You know what I mean? And so she so, wanted you at the house and you wouldn't leave, obviously. So nah, she said, man, I'm going to call the cops and I'm going to say you hit me. Right. I told you the time I went on a trip. I was going to a trip, a business trip. And she already had put the um, charge on me, domestic violence charge. And you get like a certain amount of time a year to stay away from that person. You got to stay within a hundred feet. You can't come within a hundred feet with that person. And so I was going on a trip and I called the police officers myself. Yeah. First precinct. And I said, listen, I need an escort to come and help me get my clothes out. I said, I these are my clothes. And they said, okay, we're on our way. Two cops came. And I'm like, whoa, what happened? what's going on? Next thing you know, they walked out and said, put your hands behind your back. Right. I'm like, for what? What, 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 what? Cause she just told them whatever she told them. So come on now. That's not cool, trifling. So I violated my, I violated my order, my order protection. You know what I'm saying? And so, and then even, even it gets, it's just crazy, man, because that's how the system is set up. I, they didn't ask me anything. They just said, listen, we're going to take her. We, we took her word for it. I'm like, I got a trip I'm going on tonight, tomorrow, early in the morning. Listen, they didn't let me bail out. I had to spend the night in jail and miss my trip. And you called the cops. That's I called unbelievable. Them. Now, if that's not social, and if that's not social unrest, if that's not, you know, the justice system is cracked. If that's not just racism, because if you was white, that would have never happened. Um, but Glenn, talk to me about, you know, in the cases you work with fathers all the time, what are some of the worst case scenarios that you've seen where this scenario, you know, domestic violence have come into play? You were, you were mentioning some really horrific ones. Yeah, I mean, the domestic violence in itself is a terrible, terrible thing. And one should never have to live in a house where um, domestic violence is. It's terrible, it's devastating. They have an everlasting psychological effect on people, both the um, the kids and, and, and the parents. So now I think today we're gonna focus on on the parents. Um, we, I've been in child support court for years. I've also spent some time in domestic violence court where the judge will refer guys to our program as well. But we have a, a component in our curriculum that deal with domestic violence and the devastating effects that they have on our communities. And so I've seen some cases where, you know, this, I'm not sure of, of how often this, this happened, but I've had some cases where the women have used the court system to be passive aggressive, if you will, to get their husband, boyfriend, either out of the house or get them locked up or get them in trouble because the relationship is not going right. And there's been several cases where, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, a guy, maybe like Anthony's situation, uh, in this particular case, one of the stories I write, it's called In Harm's Way, and I described this lady, uh, this is a true story, who found out her husband was having an affair, and um, she had two kids, lived in a very influenced part of town, they're doing very well off. He had a $80,000 a year job working as an accountant. And uh, she was kind of like a stay-at-home mom. Um, and so he did have an affair. She found out about it. Um, they had some months and months of trying to go to therapy and trying to get it all together. They come to find out that it, it wasn't really working out. Um, so she went to obtain a lawyer. And actually, it was the lawyer who recommended that she created a child support court, uh, I mean, I'm sorry, a domestic violence. Kidding me. 
against him to get him out of the house mm-hmm. because he wouldn't go. So she proceeded to create this um, case against him, got into a big argument, tried to provoke him to hit her. He did not. He pretty much went to the other room. And when he refused to hit her and refused to come out of the room, she comes to got something and scratch herself. Just a scratch. Like, Just a scratch, you know, and when called a police officer there and um, the police saw the scratch. Now, police officers, when they show up at domestic violence house, if somebody's got a scratch on them or got a bruise on them, if both of you got bruises on you, you're both going to get arrested. If the man got a bruise on him, you know, he said the woman did it, she's going to get arrested and vice versa. So she lied and said he hit her. He did not. Uh, and of course, later on, she kind of confessed to that. So later on, he did end up going to jail that, that night. And um, because he lived with her, he had to stay in jail 48 hours. I, I think the, the law is now, if you don't, if you live with the person, it's 48 hours or 72 hours. If you don't live with the person, it's 48 hours or maybe 24 hours. If you do live with the person, it's, it's 48 hours before, before you can bail out. Um, they may have changed, but it was the law before. So it kind of give you a cool enough period that you don't go back, discharge you tonight, and you go back to the house, and you're still angry. Right. So you kind of, they kind of let you stay in jail to cool off, and you can't bail out for the, those times. Now, that, again, that may have changed. That was a few years ago, so don't quote so, me too. So they're affluent. They make, a, you know, decent money. Huh? Yeah, so yeah. So he was there. So, when, of course, when his law firm found out that they, they were a very influential law firm, and, uh, and and when he and this is not really uh, when when he found out about this case, uh, this case really wasn't in Durham in Raleigh. It was another another county, and when he found out about this um, this case, that his firm found out about it, they terminated him because he had a domestic violence call charge, and it would look bad for their reputation. As Despite a company. if he was innocent or not, yeah, just- well, yeah. So he ended up, you know, ended up losing his job. They did go to court, and she kind of stuck with the story for a while, but later on, she did change the story. But in the process, because he couldn't find a job now, because when you get domestic violence charge, that charge follows you for a long a long while, a long ways. And a lot of people, uh, employers, can't hire you if you got, if you got a vet, not just domestic violence, but any kind of violent charge, there's some job you can't work for. And he was accountant, and because he was an accountant, he couldn't find a job at a law law firm because of that domestic violence charge. So he went from making eighty thousand dollars a year now to making twenty five or thirty thousand dollars a year. Uh, she couldn't; he couldn't afford to pay the child support that he was supposed to pay. Um, she ended up losing the house because now you know she can't pay the, the uh, mortgage. The kids moved from a very influential neighborhood into the trailer park living with their, ah. their mom. Ah. Now the kids have got all kinds of issues because, you know, they said my mom and dad messed our life up because we had this nice, you know, lovely house in a rich side of town. Now we live at this trailer park, um, you know, so it, it was a bad story for it, everybody. And all because she got angry and bad and, uh, and lied and perpetrated that this happened. So, People do do that. Sometimes the judges are, are familiar with people who uh, lie like this, and so they, they, you know, this because they, so they're aware of this that this stuff do happen sometimes in the court. But a lot of judges, you know, when when we really get down to the evidence, they sometimes realize that this is just a uh, this person is just angry. Maybe nothing really happened, but they got to go to the, the police officers. Has got to go through the process. They can't. Right. You know, they got to they gotta take you okay, down. Okay, so let's say you we go through the process. So for the mere fact that we're going through the process, you're telling me that this man had no uh, recourse. He could not sue her for defamation of character. He could not do anything. He, he just probably could, but what is he going to get? What, what, what is he going to get? <laughs> anyway, I don't know about because all that. She needs to be, listen, lock her ass up for yes, lying. You took your your wife, your ex-wife to jail. I mean, not jail, but court. Let me ask you this. What would you have done if that was your wife or your ex-wife who did that? I don't know. I mean, I, I would have said she's lying like he did. 
But I mean that you don't lost your job now, and even though they 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 try to you know, um, Glenn, you gonna take her to court? You got if Glenn found out if she testified, <laughs> let me tell you, said go ahead and be the one on Glenn. You could take find her. out that she lied. He gonna come over. He gonna have a tape record on you. He gonna take your and he gonna take you to court, and he gonna you press could, charges on you. And you could take people to court, but what you gonna get out of it? They don't have it. Going to jail. Jail, jail. Okay, they're gonna get out one day. That's not gonna really help you. It ain't gonna help your situation. It might get your revenge, but what are you getting out of it? Right. <laughs> right. Revenge. Because then yeah. you got kids in the in the middle of this too. So yeah. it's a it's a it's an issue. It's a crazy issue, man. Like, yeah. come on, I could have pressed charges the other way too. That's one but, thing about men. Y'all don't press charges. Yeah, because we we looking at the big picture. The women ain't looking at the big picture. They looking at the small stuff that they make it big. And and some most men ain't petty. Yeah. Most and I don't know petty. I don't know how often this happens. I mean I, I don't know if it happens on a regular basis. I, I don't know that. But I do know that it happens a couple of times while we was in the courtroom and the judge says you know they're not they're, they're familiar with these cases. And, uh, but you know, there is a lot of men also, uh, probably about 40 and 50% of the men that come to my program have had the method ballot charge. And some of them admit to the wrongdoing that they did. A lot of them say they're innocent. They didn't do it. Their, their girl couldn't set them up. Now I don't, you know, I, I don't know, you know, I, I had to take their so word. Terrible. I had to take their word for it. And, and I believe that there is a element of truth to that. There's some women do use the system to to get you know to get their their husband uh, to get revenge against the boyfriend the girlfriend the boy, whatever so and I, no. I, I i believe that happens i don't again again i don't know to what extent you know it happens a lot i think it happens more than it doesn't and i think unfortunately when you see men with domestic violence cases we'll be so apt to maybe look like uh word that's right. him but right. you're not even thinking because she be freaking crazy. Like, you're crazy out of your freaking mind. Did I ever do that? Hold on. Let me think. <laughs> let me make sure. I'm like, nah, I ain't never do that. I would never, ever do nothing like that. Um, Because that's insane. That's just insane. The fact that the Bible says, guard your heart with all due diligence because it affects everything you do. Okay, so what? He cheated. You act like you ain't know he was cheating. And he cheated and you gonna go and just like, but here's where I guess my issue comes in with the mere fact that women know, obviously women know that there is this thing of social justice, criminal justice, white cops, black men, criminal justice, black men, because we would not be so apt to use the system against you if it wasn't right. just laid out, like, you know, right. pray before the, like the slaughter, lamb before the slaughter. Well, I mean, the the comes that I was talking about. Was, she should be in the projects and the pen and the little trailer parks. But I don't. I know this is actually to be honest with you. This was a white couple. It wasn't black. That's why I said trailer. Yeah, I mean, so I I don't want to know how much black or white get goes into domestic violence charge. I do know for this that a lot of times it seems like more black people get domestic violence charge than white. There's the reason why. There is a reason why. It's because a lot of white people, a lot of middle class people, well, let's say middle class people, they have access to, they have medical insurance. They have a doctor. So when their wife, when their husband beat them up, they don't go to the hospital. They go to their doctor. The doctor is not required to report to uh, protect, to um, search your service. If you, what? no, your doctor is not necessarily required right. to do that. Yeah. Now, when you, go to the, when you go to the emergency room, yeah, the emergency room doctor is required to report a domestic violence cases. So you, so white, so middle class people can beat their wife just as much. But there's, but because the doctor is not required to to uh, well, it wasn't in the past. They may again, they may have changed that. But Why? because the emergency room, confidentiality, the emergency room, they are required to to report this. So that's why it looks like there's a whole lot of. Inner city people being beat up, and what and 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 the middle class people or the rich people are not being beat up. That's not accurate. So they know the system. So the doctor is not required to, you know, to do that. So you know, you come in, you see your doctor, you got a broken arm. He may ask you, and he may fix it, and he may suspect it, but he may not. He may not call 
social service and tell them that. Oh, wait, hold on. I'm confused. I have to fact check that. I'm trying to figure out what is the oath? Is it a doctor's oath or is it a public, is it a public, a hospital that's public? Well, doctors is private, right? Doctors is private. But when you go to, when you go to an emergency room, like because it's publicly funded yes, by United right. States dollars, tax dollars, yeah, and that probably. can change the game a little bit. Yeah, the game that would be wiki wiki. Yes, you got to change. So they, which is a good thing. They need to be reported that because don't there'll be a whole lot of people getting beat and nobody's been reported. So that needs to happen. I don't know how to change that on the, on, on the private doctors. I, I, that's, right. that's beyond ah. me. But that don't need to change. They need to be able to report to the social service when a woman come in and beat up. So let's talk, let me, let me say this for a minute. I got to pause for a second because this is what I'm thinking. I don't know how much y'all think, and I guess I'm talking to the ladies because y'all can talk to the men. Y'all talk to the men. I'm going to talk to the ladies for a second. I'm not sure y'all know how much can a person take? I mean, yeah, I know you taking a lot too. You got a lot, but some of this shit I know for sure, excuse my language. We brought on ourselves. We knew he was Kushite Poopot when we met him. We knew it. Or we knew he didn't meet the expectations, but we still went that way. Why we can't cop our loss and walk out? Why are we just be in this drowning cesspool of just pain? And now we want to make everybody pay and not even once play it all the way to the end and think this is going to affect the children in any kind of way, which ain't nobody never talks about the kids, like how this impacts the kids. And We'll talk about that next week. However, I want to, can we find some kids? Like, I want to hear real kids on, get on, on the podcast. Yeah, you're going to have to find some older kids that to talk with. It'll be some older kids that, you know, ain't nobody going to let their young kids get on, you know what I'm saying? But you can find somebody that's been through that. Like, you know what I mean? And, and they're in their twenties right now and 30, whatever. And I know some kids that talk to me about, what happened in their household before. So you could probably get some of them. Well, um, let's see if we can get some of them. Cause I mean, I just wanna, I'm just curious. So I don't know how long young of a child we can talk about, talk to, but you know, it is very dangerous to be, I don't know if you've ever been in an abusive relationship. If you know, if, for those that are in an abusive relationship, like that is real serious. And so there is no ever, you can never play with that. That's just not the kind of wolf you want to cry because he he cheated. Like, please don't well, ever. Yeah, yeah, we could talk about that, but the, the also the flip side of that is how many men are really abusing their, their wives on a regular basis. That's true. I mean, right. I mean, these women and these children dealing with these men yelling right. and screaming and beating them constantly. For real. I mean, for real. We do a whole class on that and the statistics. Mm -hmm. It's devastating that to see how many men are beating on these women. So we're talking let me ask you this. I'm going to play an advocate. I ain't playing the devil's advocate. I'm just going to play an advocate, which is going to show that both parties need tools. Y'all need tools. Because A, he may have, now I don't know the scenario, but I could promise you whatever, I could promise you the trend. You're not going to see in those cases where he is really beating on her in that damn house. And, and you know, because I, I hear and see it a lot over here. He ain't, he probably not working or working a job where he has no money. Finances play a big part in the temperament, the stress of any person, let alone somebody. Now he could have mental health issues for sure. He could have and be one of those men that want to just use control to yield whatever. But then I just feel like how much of this stuff, and I'm not making excuses for any man who puts their hands on a woman. However, come on now, just look at the playing field. Look at how much is out there that's just not for black men. I just, you can't even go and find one grant. You might find one. Give me three out of the million that is supporting black men and their families to be better parent partners, better providers. You know, show me where that money is, where that investment is. What do you expect for them to do? Go right. in a cave and die? <laughs> what are they supposed to do? Go sit up, come on. Why is the black church full of women, poor women, black females? Where the hell are the men? We won't get there, we can move that to the side. 
But what do you expect these men to do? If they have a criminal background, they can't get a job most times, unless it's like 10 years that they've been out of jail. If they had no skills going in jail, they sit there, there's no programs and stuff to rehabilitate them in jail. So they come out worse than they did when they went in there, got to deal with all, don't, don't let, you know, a little, I was about to say, um, doodle shoot, F boy, get them. Then they got trauma. Cause they probably done got all of that in jail. That ain't it. That's enough to kill you right there. What they call them? Fuck boys, whatever you want to call them. I don't know what you call them. <laughs> hey, getting that's shit in That's not it. That's yeah. not it. But I'm saying, how many of us are in jail with the criminal justice numbers? That is going on. Dudes are getting raped every day. So now I'm I bring that home. I don't got raped. I can't talk to nobody. I can't go to the therapist because I don't got raped in jail. I don't even know how to take that. So my mental health is on on alert, and I don't even have nobody to share that with. So you don't think they're going to take that stuff out on somebody? There's no mentors. There's no programs that's going to attract and not even just touch it. What you thinking? And then as soon as something go, you can't, you walk around on eggshells, this Negro done, you know what I'm saying? Then he screaming and carrying on and you don't know what to do now. All I'm saying is we need help. And I'm not, like I said, I'm not making a case for them, but what the do you expect these dudes are out here in pain well i tell you what go ahead the system the system i'm not saying that they don't try to help they don't try to help but not a lot not a lot if you don't have programs out here such as fathers forever you know what i'm saying such as you know what i'm saying move in a vision exposed you don't have programs to try to combat some of this stuff at the home front, it ain't happening. Because I'm telling you, they the programs they have in prison, you listen, they they listen, I've been there too. They're very scarce. They're scarcity. They they vet the hell out of you. You can't say certain things in the daggone prison because they shut your program down. So at the end of the day. You know, they have a tonality of violence. They have anger management, all that stuff. But that, man, that stuff, whatever, like you said, it's it's, it's not a lot for it's, these and, men. And it's not, it's not an appropriate match, meaning the programs that are coming out are not appropriately matched for the problems that are being faced. Right. And either we know what the problems, but we turn a blind eye and say, or we're funded to, to turn away and do another kind of problem, or there's just no funding to address the real problems. So who in the world is then, who is then responsible for ensuring that the problems get addressed? Right. So Organizations like us. Yeah, when you look at, okay, let me ask you a question. If you, if you, we look at society now, who? you got a program for, you got a program, you got, oh. a, you got, you got a program for animals. You got animals, you know, you got animals and then you got, oh, I know. you got kids. Right. And you, got, you got the men. So who do you think will get the money first? <laughs> the animals. The animals. <laughs> By far. <laughs> who next? The children. The kids. The right. Who next? Women. The men are last. And who's the last? Oh, the men are last. Fathers. The men ain't even on a Richter. Right. Yeah, I'm in the game. I'm on these grants. You hear a me? Man is a I'm sperm donor. That's all a man is looked at as a sperm donor. That's that's just how the man is looked at right now. And so and I promise you, if we just and maybe that's where that's where my heart is. When I found out that there was a correlation between how they can they can look and do research. How do you think they get this this stuff kind of stay going? This stuff stays going because they got research, but you right. think they research one thing when they actually research it to see whether or not. The plan is actually working if the system is still working the way it's supposed to work. There's a correlation between how long you they know how long these women are gonna stay on welfare. If you stay on welfare, you're gonna produce, you will produce because welfare makes it hard. You can't just be on welfare and get off. They make it hard for you to get off. It's e they make it easy for you to stay. And so if I could just keep him at bay where he can't even pay his child support, she belongs to me. She will forever right. be indebted to the system. So I'm going right. to keep my foot on that on his neck. I'm going to make sure where if he ever gets to jail, first of all, I'm going to load it up where he, the nine out of 10 times he's going to 
chances he gonna wind up in jail. And right. when he get there, he gonna be looped up cause he ain't gonna be able to afford an attorney. And because he can't afford an attorney, he gonna do that time. By the time he get home, if he had a job, he gonna lose it. And if he lost his job, he ain't gonna be able to find one cause we're gonna take it from him. We're gonna make sure that you got it now announced why you was in jail. And then we're gonna pin them against each other. We're gonna put her in the housing authorities and the health section. They give her this cheap ass voucher to live in these crime riddle areas. And we're gonna keep his ass over here in jail. And then he gonna come and creep at night, create more babies. She gonna right. get more welfare. Right. And he gonna be more ostracized, exiled, out of the market, disenfranchised, disconnected franchise for whatever. <laughs> it's a sick, sick cycle that is perpetuated by both our pain, but a vicious, vicious, wicked, wicked nature um, of, a, of a man that hates himself and hate God. Because if you love God, you could not, you could not put such obstruction before people. You couldn't. And I mean, I just feel like who the hell wouldn't be angry? Hell, I'm angry. I'm, I could smack somebody right now. <laughs> and I ain't even like in this thing for real but I promise you I could smack somebody you yeah, go you ahead and keep doing that to me keep doing it to me even and guess what it keeps getting done to me and I can't see the hands that's doing it so I get really frustrated and I'm vexed and yo I just want to punch somebody in the back of their head bomb yep oh that's true bomb just like just knock your ass out. Now, damn, they need Jesus. Well, I mean, they need somebody. Is, Call somebody. Is, but they, I mean, come on, putting putting the show out here like this, putting a forum out here, a platform like this. This is what it's supposed to do: open up, open it up, open things up. Because there ain't nobody talking about it. I don't know. Y'all need God. Get God, please. You know, just fall down on your floor. Fall this, down. This, this is the stuff that. Policymakers like you and Dr. Vitarian, y'all guys can need to present these cases more and more and more to the legislator that these policies change. Right. You know, back in the day, we were going to we were going to the jail kind of on a regular basis. I, we didn't we, we never got paid to go. There was, there was no money to, to go to the jail. But then when they really there was some program that was going to the jail, but when they started cutting on the budget, the first thing they cut was programs for fatherhood. Uh, you know, program to go to the jail. They had all kind of training in the jail. I'm not talking about, you know, before COVID started. Back in the day, they had all kind yeah. of different training. And they took oh, it out. It's, it's, not, it's not really not. But we ain't right. say a damn thing. Ooh, somebody got to get so it. So this, this, this need to change on a, on a local level that we can start getting our voices to the legislator who are making the ones who are really making the, 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 the changes and making the policies. Because it's got it's to it's got to come from up there, but in the meantime, until that happens, because that is going to take an act of Congress, and we know how long that could take. Right. In the meantime, we got to do the work. We got to be the boost on the ground. We got to be the one that's out there. And and, and again, like I said this a thousand times, we do have a systemic problem. And that's a major problem, but we got to work on the individual as well. So we got to fix these problems simultaneously. Let me it. ask you this. Now, I am almost apt to open up a hotline right now that says if you are beating on your girl and you don't want to, call this hotline. But I Listen, know. I mean, can you handle that hotline, though? I will not be answering that call. I'm probably going to get that phone to Monet. <laughs> what are you going to do when they call? And you, and you will not give me that phone. <laughs> Uh, what are you gonna do when you call? Right. What are you gonna do when they call? No, no, no. They're gonna say. They're gonna say. Listen. No, 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 no. They're gonna say. Where you live at? We're gonna refer talk? them to talk to you to men uh, men of vision, and we're gonna refer them to Father right. Forever. You can do Hello. that. Now yeah. that that now I mean I don't know about Glenn, but he got his hands. I got my stuff. Listen. No. Start no. it. Start it. Okay. This is a situation that I had before, and. I was invited to come to. I'm not gonna tell. I'm not gonna say the name of the school because it's a well-known school. And I was coming invited to come to be a part of a big workshop. I, I didn't have to do a workshop. They wanted me to be there to give them some ideas and stuff. So after they had this big case where they brought in this woman and her two kids, 
and they were talking about the wraparound service that they were providing for her. And the husband who, who had, had the best of violent charge, he, he beat him up. He was beating him up for a long time. They finally got him out of the house and put him in jail, rightfully so. So they brought this woman in and they were bragging about the case management that they gave to her. They gave her counseling. They gave him, count, the, the kids, the, uh, uh, the, both the boy and the girl. They helped, they relocated her, put her in another house on the other side of town, gave her some furniture, gave her all the county, helped her find a job. She did all of that. They were bragging about everything they did. So they asked me to come up in closing to say something. So I rehearsed everything that they said. And I said, what you did was good. You did ABC. And I kind of really set them up. It was like, I, was, yeah, yeah. I was really saying, what y'all did is excellent. You know, but then I asked one question. What did you do with the father? Not right. a damn thing. And there was silence in heaven. They went from clapping their hands to... <laughs> and one of the ladies afterwards, she got married because she said, I embarrassed her. I did not. I asked you a question. Wow. And I know you had to put him in jail, but what did you do after then? Right. You didn't send him to no... You, you didn't send him... You didn't... You didn't... You, they really didn't send him to a, an anger management class. Right. Because he couldn't afford it. And, and sometimes they don't even send you that. They just put you in jail. You spend the time and you get out. I said, so why didn't you send this guy to an anger management class? If he didn't have the money, the money to pay for it, show this guy the, the error of his ways, right. educate him. That's not what you do when you get a DUI. They send you to drug driving school. I mean, to drug driving school. I said, educate him. Show him the devastation that he's bringing to his kids and to the family. I said, all he gonna do now is go down the street to another city and do the same thing. Right. And, and that's what happens. Now, now they start to do more classes, anger management classes. But a lot of times, in my opinion, the anger management class is not really done with, right? Right, and they don't last long. You really deal with, you deal with the behavior. You don't deal with the stuff that caused the behavior. Yeah. Like what Michelle, you said, if you're angry and you've been screwed forever and now I, I, I'm, I'm you know I'm not y'all know I don't you know I don't take credit give these guys credit you know that but I understand sometimes the frustration because this guy walked out because he got a lawyer he, and all he got is for probation because I'm black and I didn't have a lawyer I got to spend two years in prison right are you offer me a plea that I didn't do but you threaten me if I go for I go for a jury, I might get 10 years. Right. Yeah, I'm gonna take, I'm gonna take this, but please. But right. I didn't really do it. Now we know there's a lot hey. of people out there who said they didn't do the crime, they did the crime. We know that. We know that. But the point is a lot of times these guys are really angry. So when you do an anger management class, this is how we do. I don't just deal with your behavior, I deal with the bitterness and the resentment that's causing your behavior. Unless you deal with that, right. You haven't touched anything. You tie a string around my finger or go for a walk or jump, do 10 jumping jacks, that all might work out. But I need to get in touch with what where all this anger is wow. coming from. Wow. Yes. Come on I'm, now. That's what I need to deal with. What are we doing? You, you just go through the motion. So what is the hotline? We're going to get a hotline set up. <laughs> if you are suffering from anger, unresolved anger, malice, hatred, frustration in your heart, and you need help getting that out. And this is just for men, not for women. That's right. really why I be really advocating for men like I do, because ain't nothing out here for them. Right. If we got all kind of stuff, we could go anywhere and get stuff. They right. men cannot. Right. And until that turns, you're going to see me on the side. Now, don't if you act dumb, you're going to get bent up over here. Because, you know, some people just can't help their damn self. They just, just it's like foolishness, just jump right out of them. Um, but we're going to get the hotline. And that hotline, we got therapists. We Can we have clinical therapists on deck? Now, I don't know when she could be on deck. Um, but we got to get her on deck for some, make an appointment. You know, we got to find a way to make an appointment. You know, she takes insurances and maybe we need to start solic soliciting um, certain social workers 
that can build Medicaid? Because most of these men should have some kind of Medicaid services. Am I correct or not? They don't. Huh? They they may should, but they don't. Why? Because they didn't apply? Right. Um. Yeah, they don't. I mean, the women get women get Medicaid and Medicare, but a lot of times, because they got the kids. Right. The guy don't have the kids, so he don't get it. Don't right. don't say that. Don't you say? Don't you say? Now you I know that Raquel. No, no, no. Hold on. DC has spoiled me because DC they take care of their people. Shout out to the people who run DC. That mayor, Mayor Bowser, the city council. She do it. They do it. When what's his name? Uh, mayor Marion. He do it. They DC do not play. They take care of the people. So it don't matter who you are. You get insurance. Right. Everybody get insurance. No matter. You get insurance. Um, amongst other things. Um, however, are you telling me that as a regular man, you can't get Medicaid in other states? Now, I I don't, I've been, I thought you could just get Medicaid because you was poor. No. Oh. No. So these guys walking around here with infections and they can't even go Come to on the now. Doctor? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's why you get beat. That's why they got the health department. You go to the health department, but yeah. They don't get Medicaid and Medicare. Oh. The women get the Medicaid and Medicare because they have the kids. Half probably only 10% of the men have been on program he got Medicaid or Medicare. And those have got a mental illness or something. Right. That's so how you they gotta either be, you gotta fake crazy, you gotta and most fake of them do. disorder. And most of them do fake go go on that crazy route until they wind up being crazy yeah. by taking the they get, once they get yeah. on that crazy route, they gotta take that medication. Yeah, you can't go in there acting, but can you see that? Can you see that sick? Oh, yeah, it's it's, 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 a, it's a setup. Oh, so listen, guess what? You could go and play yourself if you want to and play with this system if you want to, it will sure enough screw you a new one. Oh, yeah. Or you could just submit, lay it all down, let it just melt, just under, just submit unto the Lord. Like, if you don't know how, just lay down. Just lay somewhere and cry out. Cry out. Cry out till you can't cry no more. Cry out till peace is over your soul. Like, if you don't know nothing else, just cry out. Say the name Jesus a, a, a million times if you have to. Say hallelujah. Say, say, say something. Humble yourself. Say, I need help. Go to somewhere. I need help. I need help. Yeah, Humility. Right. And that's, you know, what, I mean, that's why if, if you know, if, if Obamacare was allowed to do what they were designed to do, a lot of people would have, would have insurance that would take care of the mental health as well. Right. They could get the counseling. They could get the medication. They could get the stuff that they need. But because of they fought Obamacare so much and it's really not doing everything it, it could, it had the potential of doing, there's a lot of people still uninsured because they can't get Medicaid and they can't get Medicare. I have to, I'm working on my triggers. Yeah. I'm working on my triggers because I know I get heated and it ain't even happening to me, but it's such injustice. It's such unrighteousness. So, so even, okay, even, 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 even when you look at the child support piece, when a, when a girl goes to get pregnant sometimes and get to the hospital, you know, now she can get wick and all that other stuff but she also get access to uh education they'll right. give her money to go back right. and get this and get that one friend of mine uh, his, his his wife his girl had a, had a had a baby had a little girl his daughter had a little girl and so now she goes in she gets medicaid and medicare but she also get a grant to go back to school right. and now she became a therapist <laughs> and now she's making you know forty fifty thousand dollars a year so then I asked the guy, I said, what did you do to the father of the no, little not boy? Not a damn thing. Nothing. You know what you told him to do? To go to job at McDonald's. Right. Now she's making $60,000 a year. He's making $18,000. Still ain't going to drag him to child support. Well, exactly. Bang him upside dead. his head for like but, so, so why don't you give? why don't you give the same incentive? Right, you know, and to the father, give him an opportunity to go back to school now to better himself, that he could better take care of his child. So here's what I know. See, I was I was torn. I'm so glad we had the show today because I was a little torn because I was like, where is the juice? What's happening? Listen, we are going to set up a hotline. We are going to set up the therapist. We are going to get that. And I'm going to put it on God because I'm like, you know what, Lord? You a big guy. You big. He's going to cover the tab. How about that? 
I'm gonna put it on God. God could cover the tab, whatever the tab is. Come with all your your issues. We're gonna put it out there. Um, hopefully, I got to talk about a few things with a few people, but we're just gonna cover that tab, whatever that tab is. Because I promise you, give us. We need that first of all. We need not only just the data to say that this is real, but if men don't start coming up, of course they're killing each other in the streets. Right. Of course we shooting each other. Of course she beating on your ass. I'm about to beat on your ass because I'm so mad right now. I ain't even gonna wash my mouth because I'm pissed. We all need an ass whipping on this. And these little policymakers, that's who asses they need to be beating. They need to be war. Beat they ass. Let me just stop before I get too far ahead of myself. I'm getting too far ahead of myself right now. Well, I think the hotline, that's a, that's 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 gonna open up. That's definitely gonna open up something because you're gonna get some people, you're gonna get some men calling, I'm telling you. It's some men, it's some men walking the street with cell phones just going off, man. I mean yeah, you have money sometimes for for the, the abuse, the person being abused. But what are you doing for the perpetrator? What are you doing to the guy who's doing the abusing? Nothing. You know why? Because that pain breeds all of this money. Because if I could keep this victim, a right. victim, and if I could keep this man on the outside, he will have more kids. He will drink. He will smoke. He may do crime. He may be depressed. He will create more pain, hurt people, hurt people. I need, because he's a leader and he's a man, he's a head hedgeman. He's a leader. He will absolutely create. He's a creator. So he's going to only create more of who he is. He's only going to call more to who, of who he is. So if it's more pain, he's just going to create more pain. And is that pain going to show up in your life? That's what you need to be asking yourself, little lady. But how how you going to know the pain don't show up in your life is if you get yourself clean. If you get yourself, you know, totally purged in your heart, purified in the heart to where it's when he come down the, the when they coming around the mountain, when that fool come around the mountain, you be like, oh no, you can't come here. And eventually they'll get tired of roaming. They'll get tired of roaming without a home. You know what I'm saying? Because they got to lay down. They got to lay their head somewhere. So they're going to tell some big butt mama something. Mama, you looking good today. Woo-wee. No, ma'am. Stop it. We got to stop it. Because if we address our dependency, we can address those that are dependent upon us. There's a food chain. There is an economic food chain that is happening and we are the, the, the it's like the wood for the wood chipper. We're the, the, the wood in the fuel or the right. fuel for the fire. We are that because if we check ourselves, crime will go down. Domestic violence, every time you have to call the police, they come into your house. If you saw, if somebody going to jail, you got less police, you got less clerks, less bailiffs, less judges, less lawyers, that's correctionary. You got less banks invested. I mean, we we. It's, and they it's, don't want like, that because they invested in that. They invested. But do we want it? Well, it's a do need. It's not it. even a want no more. It's a need. We need it. Well, do we need it enough to know that you know? And sometimes people just get hush hush. But oh no, we about to get the hotline. We're gonna get the hotline, and I don't know how we're gonna do it. But what do you say? Not by my might, but not by my power, but by the spirit of God. We're going to do it because we're going to heal. When we say, can I live? That's what we're saying. Can I live? Can I live? I got dreams and aspirations too. I got, a, I got, I got passion. I got something I want to do on this earth. Why I got to be fighting all of these other things? A man can't, where, how can a man even pursue his dreams? And I'm not saying that women, I don't, at this point, I don't want to hear nothing from women. Because guess what? Women, we have the power to make this. You want to change? You want fathers for your children? Right. Let's make this difference. Let's make this change. And guess what? I ain't asking one damn government to fund this damn thing at all. You fund it. We going right. to put your damn money where your mouth is. You want fathers? Put your money on here. Donate. Don't go get no Starbucks coffee. Don't go get no Gucci bag. Stop buying no goddamn on weed. I'll stop buying. I'm about to say I'll stop getting my nails done. <laughs> I can stop getting my nails done. 
and put that money in the fund for this. I surely will. I'll sacrifice. Yeah, but it's just good to start a chain. You need to start somewhere. I can start. I can do. But guess what? I'm just saying, if I had to sacrifice like that, I sacrifice. I'll just give the money. I ain't got to do all of that. I could just give, or just set it up. And I said, we fit the bill. We cover the cost. We're gonna do that. Um, and we will be referring men on onto y'all over there. Fathers Forever, Men of Vision, we, we, we will be sending men right over there to you guys as soon as we get the hotline set up. I didn't know that. I didn't realize that men, I guess because everybody had it here, I did not realize that men did not have health insurance in other states. They just walk around here. They got to go to the health department. That is not it. Yep, yep, yep. That is not it. I mean, Obamacare took care of some of that. But the vast majority of them is still there. There are still a million people out here that don't have health insurance because they don't qualify for the Medicaid or the Medicare. So is it that men, when they talk to someone, do they need someone to walk them through the application process? Because men don't, you said something earlier, like men don't do petty. And sometimes I find like when it comes to social services and government programs, men just don't do well. No, no we, we don't. We don't go to dollars to, to stuff. Stuff start working, we go to the doctor. You know, we, we, we just don't, by nature, we don't ask for help as much as women do. That's just who we are. And so we're not going to go out and, and let, you know, we're not going to go out and say, hey, I need some help. There's a good chance it ain't going to happen. Right. That's why that's why men, you know, it used to be eight, seven out of people commit suicide. It used to be men. Now it's eight. That was a few years ago. So you put 10 people in a room, eight of them that commit suicide is going to be men. You know why? Yes, because we know how to hide our pain. We know, we know how to shut down, and you'll never know until one day you read about us. We don't commit suicide. We don't ate a bullet. We don't do something crazy because we know how to hide our pain. You say ate a bullet? When, suicide. Oh, I thought you said ate a bullet. Yeah, ate a bullet. I took a bullet. Same thing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, because we know how... We know how to hide our feelings. We know how to shut down. That's why we could walk around here. And sometimes our women, you know, we don't shut down for a long time. They don't even know it because we know how to shut down. And you never have a clue. And then one day we walk away from our family and you say, I didn't see that coming. Well, he's been dealing with this for a long time. But you know what? We've been taught as kids how to hide our feelings. Check this out. A little boy fall down, a little girl fall down. We pick her up, we kissing the boo-boo, we holding her. A little boy fall down. Get up, you're all right. Come on, brush it off. Come on. Stop that crying. Stop acting like a sissy. You, and then we tell him, you're not hurting. Because now we're teaching him not now to deny our pain. Because the blood is running down my leg, and you telling me I'm not hurting. So now you're teaching us all this kid. And then when we get 18, 19 years old, our girlfriend tell us, I want to see your feelings. In other words, I want to see you cry. Right. So all our lives, we've been taught not to cry. Now you're telling me to cry. So we can but, feel but, but there is a balance because don't no woman want no crying ass man. No crying yeah, man. right. Of course. I mean, there is a, you're absolutely right. Because, like you said, no one wants no cry baby. But there is a place. Five minutes you crying. Yeah, there is a place for us to cry. We got tear ducts like everybody else. That means we're supposed to cry. Absolutely. But there is a place. There should be a safe place where we are. I mean, I can tell you, I, when I was in, when I was getting trained for to be be a, a counselor, this is one of the best mentors I had. I'm sitting there. This guy's sitting across me, and he's telling me his life story. And now he he starts to cry. I mean, I mean, he's boohooing. Tears went down the face. Now he's crying. So I reached over and got him a box of tissue and put it in front of him. Of course, he grabbed it and wiped his face. When I finished the section, my therapy asked my my mentor asked me, "Why did you give him the tissue?" And I said, "Because he was crying." She said, "Well, think about that. Go home and think about that tonight, and come back tomorrow and tell me." So I went home about three o'clock in the morning. It hit me like a ton of bricks. The reason why I gave him the tissue because I was uncomfortable with him crying. I want him to shut that, shut up, stop crying because men don't supposed to cry. Right, because he didn't reach for it. I gave it. So I said, so what would have happened? She said, 
You could put the box there. If he wanted, he could have came and got it. You're telling him now to stop crying. Here's a tissue. Shut up. Wow. That stay with me the rest of my life. It's your doubt. Because when I do counseling now, I let you want to, I got some tissue. If you want to get it, you can come and get it. I'm not going to give it to you because I'm okay with you crying. Right. I'm okay with you because men have teardrops, ducks. That means we're supposed to cry. Now, you're white, Raquel. If somebody's knocking at the door at 3 o'clock in the morning, I'm just as scared as you are. But I'm not going to send my wife to the door. I'm shaking in my booth, but I'm going to go to the door. So we do have to step up to be men. But we also can be fearful. <laughs> and we need to I think talk. that needs to be said because we'll be like, take your ass out there. Did you hear that noise? Take your ass out the door. I don't want to hear you scared. We, you can't be scared too. Because we don't want to see that in the worst time. So we need to we need to have that. But we also have one of the stories I talk about is a quiet storm. This is lots of stuff teach the guys. A quiet storm. I know we gotta go, y'all. Quiet storm. What is the quiet storm? Like? This is the last story I'm gonna share with you, then we gotta go. I know it. Um because okay, when I you know I lived in the country, so when there was a bad storm coming. You could, my mom would say, let's go sit down, unplug the stove because there's a storm coming. And all of a sudden you hear the lightning, you know, you see, you see the lightning, you, you see the, hear the thunder, and then all of a sudden the rain will come and it will fall down. But we are all safe in our house away from the storm. The quiet storm is, I refer that to a man. There's a, there's a storm coming and the rain is falling, a bitterness and resentment. The thunder of, of revenge is there. The lightning of, you know, all that stuff is there too, but we don't see it coming because it's quiet, because we shut down, but the storm is coming. And one day we just unload on our family and our families are called out there in the storm. There's no protection because that's the quiet storm. A lot of men have a quiet storm. They just- How about we do like a, what about a, like a, Oh, what if we did like I think personally this would be the best time to do like an online conference for this and where people could come in and hide their cameras and just be seen they can change their names they could be seen but this way they can speak openly without judgment yeah because in person everybody got that bravado you know until everybody cracked somewhere crying you know, but I think we should do a, some kind of online conference, like, like you when you were saying quiet storm. I feel like there has to be a place where men can just bear their pain, just to be heard. Yes. 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 Y'all yes. want to put that on? Yeah, we gotta. Yeah, they gotta be men. Gotta be heard. Y'all want to put that on? Yeah, we could do it. We could do it together. I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna cover a lot of this stuff in my when I start my podcast. This is a lot of stuff that we're going to be covering. Uh, it's going to be called Strengthening the Family because I want men and women to come to this podcast, but I definitely want men. But I want to, we, we talk, we, we're going to be talking about a lot of topics. Some topics is going to be just exclusive for men. And this is probably going to be one of them. But we're just talking to men in general. Um, but then we're going to have some open to women because, you know, together we have to work together as a family. But we're going to be covering some of this stuff. I would call it the quiet storm. It's an online private Zoom session for men that are suffering in pain. Yeah. yeah. Quietly. Quiet All right, you guys, we're going to get the hotline together. We're going to do the little online conference. We got some solutions coming for you. So, you know, hold tight. We got you. God got you. But in the meantime, until then, in the meantime, between time, until then, pray. Get on your face. Surrender. He loves you. We love you. And we just want to heal our communities, strengthen our families, and you know, live our best lives. So thank you guys for tuning into the Can I Live Podcast Show. Be sure to like us on YouTube. It's Can I Live Podcast Show. Can I Live, I believe it's all one word. Um, like us on Facebook, Instagram, and all those good things. So we'll see you guys. Our, just so you know, um, subscribe if you want to subscribe to our YouTube page. It is in the comment section on our Facebook um, broadcast right now. So if you ever are ready to go ahead and subscribe to our YouTube channel um, and like the videos there as well, all you got to do is go to any one of our 
um, broadcast on on the podcast, the Can I Live podcast page, and the link right to our YouTube page is in the comments, usually right at the top. Um, and like our page on Facebook, and um, you know, follow us if you guys want to talk about something. You can definitely comment on any one of our um, shows. You can inbox us. You know, we have an inbox on. Uh, Facebook, send us a, you know, if you have an idea for a show, if you want to be a guest, send us an inbox, comment. Do we have an inbox? Every Facebook page has an inbox. <laughs> you are on Facebook, you have an inbox. Can I live? Can I live podcast page? Every one of those pages. I love- Can I live has an inbox? Podcast show has an inbox. Every your own personal uh, pages have inbox. Everything, every page has an inbox. Thank right. you guys for tuning in. I'll see you guys. We'll see you guys all next week. Thank you, Glenn. That was wonderful. Thank you, Anthony. Thank you, Mona. All right, you guys. Talk all right. Good night, everyone. Good night. Good night.